0: Okay, so I took uh, Happy Holidays, Happy Holy Days, and I found this sort of obscure passage in a book uh, called Nehemiah, which is in the Old Testament. And uh, I found it very interesting. Let me set it up for you. Uh, the, the, uh, the nation of Israel had been scattered throughout uh, the land. They'd been sort of booted out of Jerusalem, kicked out of, the, of their land uh, through war, uh, and been defeated, and then they were basically oppressed and enslaved around uh, surrounding areas, and um, this, for, this went on for hundreds of years. And so the land that had been promised them, they were no longer in. Well, Nehemiah takes place in this post-exilic era, which means uh, it's after that period where they'd been scattered. They come back. They're able to come home and reunite, Uh, hundreds of years later and sort of reestablished themselves as a people in Jerusalem and they rebuilt the temple that had been destroyed Uh, they rebuilt the city and they had rebuilt the wall around the city which was a necessary uh, uh, fortification in those days to protect yourselves and so they just accomplished all these things in the book of Nehemiah when this what we're about to read takes place They had just come back from um, this, uh, and they they have no idea really how it was hundreds of years before when they lived as a people. They're just trying to find this out, and they decide to pick up the Bible, and they're reading an account in the Bible that tells them to celebrate a holiday. And so we pick up in verse 9, Nehemiah the governor, Ezra the priest and scribe, And the Levites who were interpreting for the people said to them, don't mourn, don't weep on such a day as this. This day today is sacred. The older version says holy. It's a holy day before the Lord your God. For the people had all been weeping as they listened to the words of the law. And Nehemiah continued, go and celebrate with a feast of rich foods and sweet drinks. Share gifts, share gifts of food with people who have nothing prepared. This is a sacred day, a holy day before our Lord. Don't be dejected. Don't be sad. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. I found it very interesting because it talks about two things. It says, What? Keep the day holy and be happy. Have a good time. They're crying, and he's going, You guys don't, you forgot how to celebrate. It's supposed to be fun. Stop crying. Have a good time. Celebrate. And so that's, uh, that's the bridge into what I want to talk about. Happy Holy Days. To me, it speaks of God asking us to set aside certain days, certain times of year, to honor Him and to keep the day holy. The first sort of consideration and reflection of, uh, I thought about is there are days, God says, You know what? I want you to make the day holy. I want you to set this day apart. I want you to make this season, uh, this particular season, remind yourself of what I've done for you. This is a special day. It's different than other days. And there are days like that. This particular day that they're celebrating was called the Feast of Tabernacles it's also known as the Feast of Tents because they built all these tents and they sort of slept in them. And um, uh, they, it, it was supposed to remind them of what God did for them when he delivered them out of Egypt and out of bondage and out of slavery. And they went into the wilderness and they lived in tents as they wandered around the wilderness. And so God's saying, look, I want you to establish this day as a reminder of what I've done in your life. And there are days like that that we are supposed to to have. Now, what day would be more important than the day that God entered this world to save us? If there's any day that should be set apart and kept as holy and celebrated, it would be Christmas. And so this Christmas season, um, I think that God would ask us to keep the day holy, as it were, what does holy mean? Well, I think holy is a little bit abstract. We're flawed. We're broken. We're not, um, uh, you know, we we can't see things or be be the way God is. And so our our sort of uh, idea of what holiness is, it's, its concept is altered. And it's a little bit hard to grasp what holiness means. I'm going to give you a few working definitions that hopefully will help you. Um, the root words in Hebrew for for holy mean pure, and they mean devoted, okay? So part of holiness is purity and devotion. And so when we think about keeping a day holy, one thing we can think about is how can I keep the day pure? How can I honor this day? How can I keep, how can I be devoted uh, to the day? How can I make it, let's use the word special, how can I make this day special? How can I devote this, develop myself to this day? And so that's one way. Another uh, uh, common sort of in, uh, definition or interpretation of the word holy is whole. And that kind of helps us get our framework in the right place to remind ourselves that holy means whole. God is holy, God is whole. In him there is no separation. There's no division. There are no flaws. Uh, in him, And the Bible says, there's no shadow of turning. In other words, he is pure light. There's, there's perfection in him. And so when we say, let's keep the day holy, part of it is, let's keep the day whole. In other words, let's keep the day uh, as best we can, free from division free from flaws and and imperfections. Now, that's impossible for us to do as human beings, but to the best of our ability, how can we make the day whole? Um, Lastly, I thought of this. um, It also means set apart. One of the definitions is set apart. And so when we think of set apart, we're thinking, you know, how can I keep the day Uh, set apart. I want to make this day different than other days. I want to set it aside, set it apart, as different from other days, and uh, and that's one way that we can keep the day holy. Okay, so now we've got working definitions. We've got a few working definitions. How does this uh, incorporate? How do we keep this uh, season holy? Well, I've thought of a few things now listen, here's what I want, here's what I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get us to think about ways to engage this season in such a way and incorporate things into our lives that we will make the day special. That we will journey as it were from today forward till December 25th. It will be a journey where we're moving together as a people and the day is is not just the day, it is the season. And we're incorporating this concept of making it a holy day or a holiday the whole four weeks, okay? So I'm going to give you a few thoughts, but I'm not telling you this is what you should do. I'm just giving you a few ideas that I thought of, and hopefully you'll think of some ideas on your own of ways that you can make the day special for you, okay, and the season special for you. Um, In my house, we do on Sunday night a... um, Advent candles, which we have these set up behind us. There's five calendars. First one's lit. so the first Sunday uh, of Advent. So there's four weekends before uh, Christmas. And each weekend, we light one candle. And then on Christmas Eve, we light the fifth candle. Uh, that's the special one. It's got its own color and everything back there. Um, and so that's how the Advent... Uh, candle system works. Well, we do this in our home, and what we do is after we light the candle, we open a gift. Because if a gift on Christmas is good, one in November's even better. So, um, and the kids love it. So what we do is um, we, we, we buy a game. So each week when we light an advent calendar, we open the gift, and it's a game, and then we have game night. And the kids love it, and so we do everything from board games to maybe we'll get, you know, a Wii game or something. But uh, each time we open the gift, we get to play it, and we get to have family time, and then afterwards we have thank you Jesus time. That's just one, that's one way. Okay, this is, now I'm not telling you all to do this. Some of you don't even have children, so it's not going to work that well. Um, but, um, but one thing you can do is find a tradition, okay? Find a tradition, set up some sort of tradition in in your life that incorporates this idea of making the season holy, setting it apart, making it special. Some of us might have had traditions we let go and maybe we just restart them up. Others of us, maybe it's time, maybe we can think of something new that will just incorporate uh, Jesus into the season and, uh, and make it more special. Uh, also, another thing we can do is we can do incorporate maybe some scripture reading. Some of us have never read the biblical account of Jesus' birth. We've never read the Christmas story. And this would be a great time to pick up the Bible for a first time and just read Luke chapters 1 and 2 or Matthew's chapters 1 and 2 um, or both, probably both is even better. Um, uh, and just read the story of, of the Christmas birth. And maybe for the first time. And if, if it's never been real to you, ask God to say, God, can you, can you reveal, make this real to me. Make this real to me. As I read this, I want to know, is this true? Let me know, Lord. And so that might be a great way to start reading the Bible. For others of us, you know, maybe we've stopped reading the Bible. Maybe we started on the journey at the beginning of the year where you were reading the, the, the Bible uh, daily, and somewhere along the line we got 172 chapters behind, and we gave up. <laughs> and now would be a good time to sort of restart the good habit, okay? And you don't have to, you don't have to feel guilty about being behind that's not the purpose of that reading for years not to make you feel guilty It's supposed to just incorporate good habits in your life so if, even if it's a chapter a day even if it's a chapter a day or just reading one of the Gospels Matthew Mark Luke John something you can reincorporate good habits into your life that might make Christmas more special make the day uh, make the season seem special so those are a couple of thoughts The third one uh, I thought of was um, uh, Christmas carols. I could play Christmas carols at home. The words are wonderful. They're so special, and they bring to life the whole meaning of Christmas. Uh, And that leads me to the the final thought that, you know, it, it is all about Jesus, right? It's all about Jesus. So part of making the season holy or making the day holy is reminding ourselves of the Holy One. There is the, the one who is whole, who came into our broken world and brought us life. Now, if you look at um, uh, your handout, Matthew, this is out of the Christmas story I mentioned, Matthew 1, 21 through 23. She will bring forth a son. You shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And all this was done, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. So the first thing we see is God said, I'm sending my son into the world. I want you to name him Jesus. And in those days, the father always named the child. And so it's very it's important that we notice that God is naming this child Jesus. Why? because it means he saves, he will save. So God sent his son to save us, and now we have what? God with us, Emmanuel, God with us. The way to make the season holy is to remind ourselves that the Holy One has come and we are not alone. Jesus has come. The Savior of the world entered our broken existence, our flawed existence, and he brought life. And he came to die so that we could have that life. And not just life eternal, but life abundant. And so the more we can remind ourselves of what Jesus did for us, why he came, and what he's doing uh, in, in our lives, the more we can remind ourselves of that, the more the day, the seasons, will become holy or set apart or special. Okay, so that's the goal. That's my goal this this. Holiday, holy day season is to make it very special, to set it apart, to engage it in such a way that it is happy and holy. Happy holy days, okay? Um, and I, you know, I know that today, happy holidays uh, at times is is said to try to because they don't want to use the word Christmas, they don't want to use the word Christ, but it's a very biblical term. And it has it's a great reminder that we do need to be happy. And we need, to, we need to try to keep the season as holy as possible. How do we do that? How do we do that? So hopefully I've stirred up some things in you that will make you think about ways you can sort of incorporate or engage the season, incorporate things in, in, your, in your life that will journey you towards Christmas and keep the day special, keep it holy. Um, and then, as I've been saying... Um, the second consideration that I had was God wants us to be happy, okay? Uh, If you read the passage, they're crying. They read a passage that says, listen, God says celebrate this day. And they're going, oh man, we forgot all about that. We've been away so long we didn't even remember. We were supposed to have a celebration and now we're sad. And they're going, stop! That's not celebrating. That's not happy. Don't be sad, don't be, you know what he says? He says, look here, he says, go out and eat a feast of rich foods. The older version says, eat the fat. I like the older version. (laughs) Eat the fat, celebrate, have a good time. Now listen, you know, we can corrupt celebration and become detrimental to our spiritual walking or to our health. But that's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about healthy celebration. God says, celebrate, make it fun, have a good time. I look at my kids around Christmas, they don't have to be told that. <laughs> you don't have to tell them that. But over time, we can lose the art of celebration. They forgot how to celebrate, they had been in captivity so long, they forgot how to celebrate. They had to be reminded. Let's enjoy this. Let's have a good time. This is not a time to be sad or to weep. The third consideration I had on this is, you know, there's a reason it's supposed to be happy. And it's it's in the end. It says, don't be dejected. Don't be sad for what? The joy of the Lord is your strength. There's a reason we're supposed to celebrate. It's because it brings joy. It brings joy, and joy brings strength. Some of us need strength. Uh, If you were here over the summer and you heard me talk about a hypothetical person who had back problems, that was me, um, then you know my struggle of over a decade with pain. And pain has a way of robbing you of joy. And I know that many people have difficulties far worse than mine. But I can only speak from from my own reality. That I find myself at times finding it difficult to be truly joyful. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel. God is with us, right? I find it sometimes difficult to rejoice and to be happy. And part of what I felt like the Lord was impressing upon me as I was developing this message is, you need to be happy. You need to have a good attitude. You need to celebrate. You need to learn, you need to remind yourself of of what it means to be a joyful person. And part of that is choosing to focus on the right things. Whatever you focus on gets enlarged. That's just a principle for life. If I focus on my pain, man, I'm going to be in a lot of pain later. Uh, if that's all I want to think about, oh, boy, this hurts. Boy, it hurts. Boy, then I will be in a lot of pain. If I can find things to focus on, like Jesus coming, God with us, Emmanuel, that bring me joy, my, the gift of my family, the gift of friends in this church, the gift of people that I serve alongside, that I love. There's so many things I can focus on that bring me joy. And if I focus on those things, then my pain is diminished and my joy is enlarged. So what we focus on matters. And part of that is choosing to cultivate an attitude. Uh, We like to say the attitude of gratitude, right? How How can we be grateful? As I mentioned, in our family time, we, we open the game and we, we have all the, the fun around that. But at the end, we, we have thank you Jesus time. It, it's just our way of saying, God, this is what I'm thankful for. And reminding ourselves that we truly are blessed. We truly have a lot. And I know this is a difficult season for many people. I'm a pastor, so I'm well aware of how many funerals have happened uh, in our community this, this year. My mother-in-law... Uh, lost her um, uh, her spouse. Um, my father-in-law passed away this year, so I know. And this is the first Christmas for her without him. This is the first Christmas for my wife without her dad. And many of many of you, or at least some of you, are in that same place. Um, and it may be difficult to truly have joy or to celebrate or. Um, Uh, the season because something feels like it's missing and it's different and I know that's difficult and I know others of us are in uh, financial uh, distress others of us are like me have physical ailments there are a lot of things that can rob you of joy a lot of things but it is possible to have joy in the midst of the most troubling circumstances It is possible for the joy of the Lord to be our strength no matter what we're going through. It doesn't mean we can't cry or be sad. What it does mean is that we need to find a way to cultivate uh, into the season a way to remind ourselves of the thing that brings us joy. What brings us joy? What are we thankful for? What do I have in my life that is a blessing from God? And part of it is him. He's our greatest blessing. But there are other things as well. And so what we focus on will be enlarged. I want the, this holiday, holy day season to be holy. but I also want it to be happy. I want us all to sort of journey towards Christmas in a way where we're so engaged in the season that Jesus becomes enlarged. The gifts that we have in this life become enlarged. The things that we're truly grateful for and we're blessed by get enlarged. And the things that are difficult diminish, even if ever so slightly. That would be my prayer for everyone. I know that's what the Lord is is asking of me. Find a way to cultivate joy into the season. Jesus said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Lo, I am with you always. God is with us. Emmanuel, God with us. No greater joy than that. And there are so many other blessings. So many other blessings. I, I hope, and uh, you know, I, I, I don't know if I've entirely made myself clear, but I hope I have that there is a way to engage this Advent season, which were our Christmas journey, our four weeks of Christmas cards. There's a way to engage it that's going to bring real joy, real holiness into it. And I hope we can all find that way in our own lives. Um, Our ushers are going to come forward in a minute. We're going to have an opportunity to bless uh, uh, bless the Lord with our giving and our, our offerings. But I want to pray before we do that. And so, Lord, I thank you for this season. And my prayer for everyone is that we would be happy. And we would find a way to cultivate uh, uh, habits into the season that would bring us a sense of joy but also make the day holy. That we would set it apart. It would be a special season because of what we're doing. That we're journeying through the season in such a way that you become enlarged. The blessings in life become enlarged. The season becomes joyful and we have strength because of it. That's my prayer. In Jesus' name, amen.